I'm Kim Grenolds of Dogman.com with Scott Eklund breaking down every position on the University of Washington football team prior to the start of fall camp. Fall camp begins on Friday, August 2nd. Coach Pete, with a press conference August 1st, um, which is going to be on Thursday, I think it's about 1130, Scott, so uh, we'll be there. Um, Want to make sure that we just touch bases on every position and touch bases with all of the scholarship players as well give you guys a little bit more in depth than we are actually writing about so uh just a reminder if you're looking for those daily updates as well as breaking news alerts husky stadium at gmail.com subject line newsletter we'll go ahead and get those out and make sure to share that with your friends as well who may be not visiting the site as regularly as you do but husky stadium at gmail.com subject line newsletters and we will get you hooked up today we will be talking about the offensive line specifically the offensive tackles and scott it all starts with the all-american candidate at left tackle who sat out most of last year with a with a knee injury after surgery but trey adams is a special player he'll be a redshirt senior yeah yeah and um he actually uh was apparently good to go from a knee injury standpoint suffered a back injury right before the start of of uh, the season against auburn and uh, then things just kind of lingered and he didn't play until the last four games of the season i think he saw some playing time the week before the apple cup the apple cup the Pac-12 championship game, and then and then in the Rose Bowl, so he was able to get that red shirt and uh, really jumpstart his his red shirt senior season because uh, that got the kind of knocked some of the rust off of him and got him back in the game and everything like that. Just uh, one of the best offensive linemen to come out of Washington in quite some time um, from an NFL standpoint. I mean, Caleb McGarry was solid, but Trey Adams, when he's on, he is a level above. Uh, Caleb McGarry and and if he's on Washington's left uh, tackle you can just kind of pencil it in as whoever he's facing off against probably isn't going to get any hits on the quarterback what makes him special I think a lot of it's his reach and another part of it's just how well he moves for a guy his size he's about almost he's almost six eight right Kim I think he's six seven six eight yeah he's close to six eight and they yeah. have him listed at 306 but I think he's bigger than that. Yeah. He ain't 306. I think he's about 315, 320, but uh, whatever he is, he moves. I think he's bigger than that. Okay. Well, whatever he is, he moves really, really well. So um, he's just a guy who I I just think embodies um, what you're looking for in a left tackle. And I remember when he signed, a lot of the people around the program said, this guy's the best. This guy could be the best offensive lineman to ever come out of Washington. I wasn't ready to go that far with guys like Lincoln Kennedy, Benji Olson, some of those really, really good, good offensive linemen, Chad, Chad, uh, or, uh, Tony Coates. And, you know, all those guys that are, that are Chad Ward, all those really good players that came out of Washington as an offensive lineman. But, you know, he's right up there. I think you could put Trey Adams right up there on the top five or six offensive tackles to ever play at the university of Washington. He just gets it done. He's an all American kind of candidate. Like you said, Kim, and, uh, as long as he's healthy, Washington's going to be really set up nicely on that left side. On the right side, Jared Hilbers, who filled in admirably for Trey Adams when he was gone. And 
I was actually surprised he played as well, but boy, big credit to Jared Hilbers. He's turned into a pretty good football player. Yeah, and he's just a guy who's not going to blow you away with his athleticism or anything. He's about 6'6", 300 pounds, um, nothing special physically. Uh, you know, he's not. He's a good athlete, obviously. I mean, you're not playing D1 football unless you're a pretty good athlete, but but he's just not going to blow you away in, in that kind of way. And, and when he goes and tests for the NFL, I don't think he's going to blow very many people away. He's just going to be that guy that gets out there and, and uh, does his job and doesn't really draw a lot of attention to himself. I mean, for those Husky fans, and, and I got to believe we, because we, Dogman caters to the hardcore, the hardcore, right, Kim? Right. Okay. So these are people who are watching, watching Washington's football team on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, especially during the football season. Did you hear Jared Helber's name called hardly at all no. in the time that he no. played? No. And rarely did you hear the guy who he faced off against get called his name called so i think washington found something if you're looking at a bright side in trey adams's injury and i don't think there's a real bright side but if you're looking for one jared helbers has to be the guy and i think the nice thing is he's he can just slide over to the right side and that is not as easy to do as some people think but he's going to slide over the right side he's probably going to be your day one starter there uh to start the season but i'll tell you what and a guy we're going to talk about here in a second henry bainaball is going to be there to battle him and i'm not sure that you can completely put jared hilbers in there as the for sure 100 percent starter because i think henry bainaball's upside is is higher than uh jared hilbers but hilbers is just so consistent henry bainaball is going to have to be that much better you got to love the way the trajectory of a guy like Jared Hilvers. He redshirts as a freshman, doesn't see the field much as a uh, uh, redshirt freshman. Sophomore a little bit more, redshirt junior year. Boy, he's just ready to step in, which is what he did. And then he's going to be a real dependable piece as a fifth-year senior. That's what you want out of offensive linemen, isn't absolutely, it? Scott? Absolutely. And you said he's going to be a real dependable guy, whether he's a real dependable guy as the starter at right tackle or if he's the number one backup for both of those spots. He's going to be that guy who you know he's going to get the job done no matter what happens. Henry Bainavalu out of Skyline High School is a guy who was highly touted. And I'll tell you what, when I saw him last year, I thought he'd gotten bigger, which I think he has, um, but he really surprised me. I didn't expect to see out of Henry Bainavalu what we saw, and what we saw was a guy who looks like he's got the potential and going to be on the trajectory to be an all-conference offensive lineman as well. Oh, absolutely. I think he's got the potential to be an all-American guy if he sticks around at Washington long enough because he is talented. He's, uh, you know, I would say – if, if we were talking about the most talented player on the team, I'm not saying the best, I'm saying the most talented player on the team, I think Henry Bainabalo, I, sh I should say lineman, the, I think Henry Bainabalo is the most talented offensive lineman on Washington's roster. Now the big thing with is, does he have the playbook down? That was uh, uh, some early struggles of his. Um, was that he didn't have the playbook down and, and didn't recognize blitzes and stunts, and he could get a little confused that way. If he's got all that down and everything that I'm hearing is that he's really dialed in, really been dialed in and focused on those things, he could be um, a three-year starter at the University of Washington. I don't think he will be. I think he'll probably split time with Jared Hilbers there at right tackle, even maybe some at left tackle with Trey Adams. But he is a special, special talent, and he will be a guy playing in on Sundays in the very near future. I like him a lot, by the way, Scott. Oh, absolutely. And by the and way, he's big. Yeah. yeah, so Caleb McGarry, Kim, 
remember we, you know, I used to make the joke on the sidelines as we're watching practice. Caleb McGarry is that guy that when you say build me a prototypical offensive, you know, lineman, what you want him to look like. Caleb McGarry was that guy, right? Yep. Henry Bainabalo ain't far behind that. <laughs> he's six six, isn't he? Yeah, he's six six. He's a little over three hundred pounds. He actually, because this is what he and Caleb McGarry have. They have muscle definition. Okay, not a, even the great offensive linemen didn't have a lot of muscle definition coming out of high school. They just they've got a little bit of fat on them. They they their their functional strength. Henry Bainabalo has that functional strength, but he you could see his biceps, his traps shoulders. are out, shoulders, shoulders are huge. He is a big, big young man. They list him at 320, by the way. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, he's a lot bigger than I even had him penciled in at. I, I just – he is a special, special talent, and people are going to have to – that's a name that people I, – I was telling people last year about this time that Levi Anzurike is a guy that people need to remember. Henry Bainavala is a name you need to remember because he is going to be a special one before it's all said and done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy – Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another one to remember is a guy, another guy that's just kind of been buried in the weight room, by, buried as a red shirt. But uh, we'll see a little bit of um, Mateo Mele this year. Yeah, and um, a guy who comes from a small high school down in South Point Catholic, down in Arizona. Uh, he took him to the state championship game. They didn't win. They lost to Saguaro, who everybody kind of knows about. But it's a smaller school, not very big. Uh, he blocked for a guy by the name of Bijan Robinson, who's one of the top running backs in the country uh, this this year. And um, just, you know, talented kid. He's he's only played offensive line. This is only his second, or this will be his third year coming up playing offensive line. He was a, t- he was a tight end all the way up until his senior year of high school. Switched to tackle. Then played tackle and center at Washington last year. Has been kind of rotating between. We saw him in the spring getting a lot of snaps at at uh, center as well, and uh, like with the third unit. Um, I think Washington's going to have him focus a lot on playing left tackle because they need to figure out who that's going to be. Is it going to be Henry Roberts? Is it going to be Henry Bainavalu, who's that first guy off the bench? And I think Mateo Mele's right in that mix as well. Julius Bulo, another one, large. Human, very, yeah. very, very. I hope people are. I, I hope people are seeing a theme here. Six eight, three forty, and not only six eight, big hair. Yeah, <laughs> which makes Although, him look even bigger. Yeah, he's cut it a little bit from everything that I've heard. So he's cut it down a little bit, but we'll we'll have to see during this during fall camp. But uh, yeah, big guy, six eight, three forty. Um, I, I thought he was even bigger than that during the spring. So, um, I think maybe he's trimmed down a little bit. Uh, you know, his, his biggest weakness is the fact that he, he doesn't move real well, um, from a, you know, from a, you know, at foot feet standpoint and things like that. I think you really need to see him, 
how he's going to handle things on the right side. He's not a left tackle. He's going to be a right tackle once he gets uh, in the mix with things. And he played right tackle during the spring when he enrolled early. And, you know, the, the returns weren't great. They weren't terrible either. I mean, they're just kind of, okay, we, we see he's got a little bit to work with, but he's going to have to get it done. And, and I think uh, a lot's going to be how he picks up the playbook. I think, you know, um, all those things kind of play into it. He's not a guy that, you're going to see on the field for another year or two. Uh, I mean, he's just, I hope people don't expect that of him. He's going to need a couple years of seasoning, but he's got the tools that you like. You just need to see him get it done. Yeah. You you asked me to use one word to describe Julius Bulow. Raw. Yeah. Raw. He's got a ways to go. He's got everything you're looking for, but he's raw. Yeah, and that's what people need to understand. Some of these guys are coming in ready to, ready made. Guys like Corey Luciano is ready to go. Troy Fautano looks like he's ready to go. Nate Kalepo, Julius Bulo, these are two guys with a lot of talent and a lot of tools to work with, but they are very, very raw and are going to need a few years before they really push for playing time. A lot of upside. But it's going to take a lot to get them there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? That used to be how it was. That's fine. You know, it's it's okay that these guys aren't ready to start, you know, right away. They they need to be ready to push for playing time by the time they're they're, they're in their third year in the program. That's as redshirt sophomores, and then maybe push for pl- starting spots in their j- junior and senior year. Real high ceilings for both those kids. So we'll I think see so. How they can I think get so. to those. Uh, those are the true tackles. We've got some other guys that you know can play tackle, have played tackle. We may see it tackles that we talked about when we talked about the inside guys and. Henry Roberts, um, Matteo Mele, um, Matteo, yeah, yeah, um, and Troy Fautanu, and Mm -hmm. Victor Curran can also play out of tackle. Yeah, a lot of these guys can kind of move around and do different things, you know. But and I said it in the in the write up, Scott Huff loves versatility with his guys. He wants guys who can play multiple positions because his whole goal, and I think you would say this about pretty much every offensive line assistant coach in the NFL or in college and maybe even in the NFL, um, you're looking for your best five. Your best five might not fit all the different body types you're looking for, and they might not be the guys who are constantly playing there. But if you're they're your best five, you got to figure out how they fit best and who works best with whom. And then you then you put them out there as a product and let them gel as a unit. And I think that's what fall camp, basically fall camp. The way the way fall camp works is they do the first two and a half three weeks are fall camp, and that's where they experiment with a bunch of things. And then as you get into those final week and a half before the start of the first game, that's when you have that unit all playing together all the time. And Scott Huff, I don't see him him interchanging guys that final week of the season or, you know, final week of fall camp before the start of the start of the season. So this is his time to really mix and match guys and see who fits best and who works best with whom. Guards are harder, are easier to find than tackles. And just looking a little bit ahead, Washington got a commitment from Garen Hatchett this past week. They have a commitment from Roger Rosengarden, and they also have a commitment from guard um, Memelar. Of those offensive linemen, um, I'm guessing that Hatchett is going to be a tackle. No, he's going to be a guard. Really? I'll be shocked if he's a tackle. Yeah, he plays. He plays guard for his team in high school and if and if you're not playing tackle now granted his team isn't a throwing team but if you're playing guard for your team in high school there's almost no chance you're going to play tackle in college 
It's just uh, the way it is. But Gearin has unbelievable feet. He's a great. He's great at pulling and getting to that second level. He's going to be a very athletic offensive uh, guard once he gets to the University of Washington. Now, Roger Rosengarten, on the other hand, he's definitely a left tackle of the future. Uh, guard Memelar. Mem- 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 I think, I think if your name is guard, guy. you're playing guard. Yeah, you would think, but yeah. uh, but uh, he's a guy. He's got that length to play tackle, but he's got the mentality to play guard. So I think so. Rosengarten is almost assuredly a tackle. Hatchet's almost assuredly a guard. Miles Murrow is most assuredly a interior uh, center, uh, a center, and so. Guard Memelar might be that swing guy who could play guard or tackle depending on need and how he fits. Uh, guard Memelar, uh, 6'4", 290. So he's probably one of the more athletic guys. When you're taking a look at Roger Rosengarden, he's 6'7", 275. So built a lot like Jared Hilbers was when uh, Jared wound up. Uh, Miles Morale, 6'2", 312. And Garen Hatchet, how big is Garen? There we go. 6'5". Six five two seventy five, so he'll yeah. put on some weight as well. So yeah, and uh, you know, comes from a, a program that has given Washington some really good players <laughs> down uh, over the years, and uh, he's coached by one of the greatest to ever come out of Ferndale and in, in uh, Jake Locker. Any uh, Washington's taken the four offensive linemen? Do you see them taking a fifth, possibly one more? The go- only way they'll tackle? take, yeah, the only way they'll take a fifth is 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 if it's a walk on. Uh, I don't. I don't see them taking another offensive lineman with a scholarship. I think they're done as far as scholarships are concerned. There's some interesting guys out there with uh, other options, but I think Washington's still recruiting them and open to, uh, you know, at least get an official visit out of them. You know, because they can bring those preferred walk-ons in for official visits. I think Caden Steven is a guy out of Camas. He's a guy to keep an eye on. I think he's going to end up going to a school like Eastern Washington or something like that and just killing it out there. But a guy like Journeyus Tafia a guy from Eastside Catholic who could play any of the interior spots. He looks like a guy who would be a possibility. He's a high academic kid, has most of the uh, Ivy League schools after him, and I think Washington really liked what they saw from him at camp. And he's a guy who I think could be a walk-on prospect if that's the route he wants to go. Fall camp, August 2nd, Chris Peterson press conference august 1st football is just right around the corner we've got some more podcasts and uh, position breakdowns yet to come just keep it right here at dogman.com if you're looking for those monthly excuse me daily (laughs) updates as well as breaking news alerts shoot us a note husky stadium at gmail.com for all of us at uh, dogman.com i'm kim grenolds along with scott eckland go dogs 